Hello and welcome to the Lean Dev Podcast, applying lean thinking and TPS to the world of software development. In each episode, I'll pose a question from a real software developer to lean practitioner and author Michael Ballet. We'll discuss how lean thinking can help developers deliver better code and better user experiences, with Michael providing the lean expertise and I, Ben Ellaby, providing the technical understanding. So, question time. How can we apply the concept of working in small batches to coding without taking short-term design decisions that can damage the holistic architecture? Michael, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, if you look at it from the developer's point of view, what we get is user stories that we need to code, and then they go into epics. Epics are then fit into the themes, right? That's how you call them? Yeah, a lot of teams work in these sort of small small batches of work, um, user stories focused on the functionality that's delivered to the user. Often we group them in themes into epics. And some teams do very small user stories, so really focusing on small features and functionalities that build up into the bigger ones. Other teams might have a user story and then have several tasks associated with it. But it's the same idea, breaking down into small pieces that you can get through in sprints. And I think one of the key things that helps when we talk about user stories is it helps make sure that the development team uh, have a full understanding of the feature to be developed and what it delivers to the user. So we're kind of coding the developers through the user stories, and then the developers are coding the feature into the software. Uh, absolutely, but the user story is still very limited, and, and at the end of the day, this is not what the user gets. The user gets a holistic software. They, they get it on the whole. Lean is about accelerating learning. This is really what we want to do. So what the question is, what do we want to be better at? And here, uh, we want to be better at coding things that right away build into the whole in a way that makes sense so that we'll limit the need to rewrite and recode. Uh, first, there's a difference between a product and a service. A product is a tool that makes you autonomous. So if I buy an espresso machine, suddenly I don't have to go to the coffee place. I can just uh, do, do my own coffee with the machine. I'm completely autonomous. Service is different because service, um, I'm asking for somebody to help me. Um, I need a plumber, so the plumber has to show up. So service is always a human component. Um, so service is getting help. Product is getting something that makes you more autonomous. Now, what is really interesting with software is that a lot of it is somewhere in the middle. <clears throat> the spell check on a doc document replaces the editors or try to. The software has very little judgment. It's a machine. It, it tries to have the flexibility of a person. Say, like, listen, here's all the thing we could do. You can do this and do that. But it can't tell you what you need to do when, as a person would do. It has no judgment. So as a user, um, you treat it as a product, which is you need to understand uh, what the so- what the software can do, all the possibilities, all the flexibility, and this is not easy. Um, actually, sometimes it, it it also happens with products. I mean, my boiler has become so complex. I need my plumber's help to actually uh, talk to it and deal with all the gimmicks in the in the software. And so we're back to service. And I think as um, as software is getting more advanced, and we're starting to see the the applications of uh, machine learning and artificial intelligence. It's not very advanced yet, but we're starting to see spell checkers, like the example you mentioned. Grammarly is getting a lot more collaborative with the user. It comes up with smart suggestions and tries to work with the user rather than if we go a few years ago, the typical spell checkers are sort of, here's a report of everything that's wrong. It's your job to fix it. I think there's more of a shift to collaboratively working with the software. So the software is shifting more into the, I guess, the product side than the service side and giving a bit more autonomy. Um, but that's really something that's only just starting. And for a long time, it really has been, you have to learn how to use the software. 
in software, it's a user conversation with the software. And the thing with the conversation is that the user likes it when they can retain control. But in many cases, of course, the software is trying to impose the developer's uh, logic on the user and the software is controlling the user saying, if you want to do this, you have to do it this and this that way. It's really tricky and, and getting a good software product as a whole is very, very distant from coding each instructions because somehow all these little instructions need to add up to something that the user can relate to. How every functionality, when you put them together, comes together in a whole that people not just like, but love, that they're happy with. We have every bit of code, every user story needs to come together as a complete product. And secondly, this product needs to fit in the software environment of the platform where it's being used, because if not, it fails. From the more technical perspective, though, taking these sort of small batch sizes, as it were, the sort of small user stories, small piece of functionalities, and prioritizing them based off sort of the user's priority and the user experience, it can cause issues in terms of how we make sure that there's an elegant code and infrastructure around it. I guess my question to you, Michael, is, is there a, a lean solution to ensure the quality of the architecture is maintained holistically if we're focusing on such small batches that are prioritized from a user experience point of view? Oh, absolutely. The lean approach is to avoid to have all the rewrite time. We need to invest time up front. We spend a lot of time clarifying what is a product concept. So we have three tools to clarify what the product concept should be. The first thing we look at is the vision. What is the purpose of this product for its audience? Uh, what is the service that it brings? How does it change the world? But we're talking very general terms, like like um, Bill Gates having this idea of uh, putting a computer on every desk in every home, or Steve Jobs having this idea of uh, taking away the interface between the man and the machine in a very simple way. So we worry about the mission. And the, the idea is to say, how do we organize ourselves, both technically and humanly, to make this happen? The tech architecture... But how do we break down the product into features and techniques, but also humanly, which is how do we break down the work in terms of getting the job done? You get to the third tool, which is what we call line of sight. As we work, how do we look up from the coding to make sure we're going towards that point on the horizon, the line of sight? So the question is, how do we coordinate every day to make sure that every small delivery actually fits in the global concept? That's fitting into the global concept on the user experience, but also fitting into what the global architecture should become. Absolutely. That's that's the mission part. The mission is clarifies the global architecture. The vision is a human experience, the, the user experience, but the mission is we, we've decided to do it in a certain way. And so that is the architecture. But it's also the way we've organized ourselves to be efficient. So it's both the technical, the architecture, and the way we run the project so it doesn't become a mess. It's both things. How do we regularly, as we code, look up and ask ourselves whether it does the job? Sometimes it means testing where we're at, and this is what builds are great for. And actually, for the lean affectionators around you, we know that there are more complex techniques, such as what we call QFD, quality function deployment, which is about structuring the quality of each function's deployment. Usually people think of QFD as, as making sure each function is, the, is, qual is of quality, each function deployed is of quality, but in fact, no. The idea is that as you add functionalities to your software, 
how does this very deployment fit in the global architecture? And by functions here, you mean? I mean, um, essentially features. What the, what the code, code performs, you know, both for the user and internally, such as uh, if you're dealing with APIs and with, you know, with all the software. And what I mean by quality of it, deployment of features is that uh, by nature of a project, we do things sequentially or sometimes in parallel, but at some, at sometimes we start with one feature and a second feature. And then as we add them up, how do we make sure that this adding them up is not is not drifting the project somewhere we don't want to go. So this is what we do with the line of sight. The quality of the deployment means that every time that I deploy a new feature, I check that it's consistent with the rest of the work that I've done before. Uh, the thing is that there's no magic way to do it. There's no mechanical way. There's no things you can impose to people to say, if you check this, 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 this. Well, in order to accelerate learning, we need to understand learning. So learning is always moving from the big picture the, the great advantage of short batch deliveries is, is that each delivery is a learning opportunity. Every time you deliver, you can actually look up and ask yourself the question, okay, are we going in the right direction or not? Software devs use, do use that opportunity, but they use it to learn about their code. You know, basically, does it work? And at what speed? And what can it be improved? You know, so when we have bugs or when the code is slow, uh, we fix it right away. This is something everybody understands. The difficult question here and the trick to delivering better software as a whole is to, is to use a line of sight to think beyond the no-bug code. Um, what is the quality of the product as a whole? And, and there's nothing else to do than just ask yourself the question. There's nothing magic, nothing immediate. But coding is in the short time. In the short time, you have your ticket, you need to code it, you need to deliver it. The longer it takes you to code it correctly, blah, 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 uh, we know it's a problem. But there's a long time of the entire project of delivering the product. So we need to invest some time for this long time in learning. And it just it's a question of just looking up and asking ourselves, is this taking us towards this point of the horizon that we've decided we want to do? Or is this doing what happens to mission, which is called mission creep, which is taking us away from that point into some other unknown land? Every team that I see that's amazing at improving its sort of uh, macro architecture is always optimizing the micro as well. So I think anecdotally, it's definitely a pattern that I see that the teams that, that can do the good holistic architecture are definitely the teams that also focus on the small issues, the small bugs, and the small speed improvements. And that's exactly that helicopter thinking. There's a misunderstanding when we need creativity. Creativity is always the, we only see the part of doing something new, something extraordinary, something people have not done before. But when you talk to really creative people, mostly all they talk to you is about the details. All they talk to you about is how they're twisting the technology to do this or that, or how they're using a new tech and how it doesn't work. And it's always into the details. And what really is creativity is this ability to link the, the, the big picture, how this is going to fit your, how is your software going to change the world? Let's think big. How is it going to fit in society? How is it going to capture the moment? How is the thing to do now and be convinced with it? And, and, but seen through the endless list of details we, know, we give to get right. This is what creativity really is about. 
Thanks for listening to the Lean Dev Podcast. Please subscribe on the podcasting app of your choice to stay up to date with future episodes and follow us on Twitter to hear about this and other projects. Our Twitter handles are in the show notes. You can also submit your own question to potentially have it answered on a future episode by going to our anchor.fm page where you'll be able to record an audio message and have it featured in a future episode. Thanks for listening.